0: Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week's episode is with my 2021 Spotify top artist, Kai Voss. And episodes like this are really cool to me because I literally found her on a Spotify discovery algorithm and became obsessed. And then seeing her visual identity and how she presents the entire artist project from afar was really cool. And when I see stuff like that and then have the honor of talking to these artists and learning more about the story, it's really cool. And she has a really cool story. She's been through quite a lot and overcome it and is at this spot now where she is finally living. dream of making music every day as an independent artist as her career and i feel like stories like this are super interesting and inspiring for anyone listening so let's get right into it here we go where are all my friends kai Voss, i'm stoked on this one this is uh every now and then spotify just blesses me with my new (laughs) favorite artist and that's exactly what happened with this where i was just shuffling through something and a song of yours came up and i was like Yo, what is this? <laughs> and I shot Aww. you a DM and I was like, yo, like, would you want to do the podcast? And you were down. So I'm I'm really honored. It means so much that you were down to take a chance and come on the podcast. Thank you.
1: Oh yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's totally an honor and I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And I didn't tell you this, but uh, I got like my Spotify recap. And Masochism was my number one song for 2021. So, oh my
1: God, you're number one.
0: Number one, the most streamed song. Yeah. So, (laughs)
1: that's that is such an honor. Thank you so much. And thank you for telling me that it's an honor. Uh, Really good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, good job on making good music, first off. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess typically where I start off is for anybody who doesn't know who you are, just a super quick explanation of who you are and what you do.
1: Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Kai Boss. I make electronic pop, dark wave, spooky PC music, kind of. Um, it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. It's, it's really just spooky pop at the end of the day. I, that's kind of like the biggest umbrella term I could give for it. Um, yeah, I like that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I make a lot of music. I make a lot of weird shit that exists within my music realm and um, it's a great time.
0: Yeah, that was something that I was really interested in because I hadn't known you before this and kind of like as the fan discovery, you find a song and then you're like, oh, cool. What's this artist all about? And then I went to your Instagram page and it like very quickly stood out to me that you had a vision for the project and it was like this I guess, spooky pop, but like continued on into your identity. And like, it seems like, are are you independent?
1: Yeah. Yes, okay. I am.
0: Yeah. Extra respect then, because when an artist <laughs> has that much of a vision and it's executed that well, and that's done by you, like, damn it, that's cool to me. And it feels like there's more than just the music. It feels like there's a full concept.
1: Thank you so much. That's yeah. that's a huge compliment to me. So yeah. I really appreciate it.
0: So where did it start? Like where to you, like where did the beginning, like did you do artist projects before this or like what was your life getting into music or where was that moment where you're like, all right, yeah, this is it.
1: <laughs> um, that moment happened for me like very early on in life and I'm really grateful for that because it was never really like a hard decision to make. Like, like, what do I want to be spending time on right now? It was always music. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I started like, uh, when I was like eight years old playing violin, um, (laughs) I wasn't, you know, I was an eight-year-old playing violin, not like a prodigy or anything, but it was like enough, like of a hands-on like way to like make sound for me to know, like, wow i like instantly connect to this and i have like very early memories of like listening to my older sister learning violin in the other room and being like whoa like i want to do that and like sneaking in and dragging the bow across the violin like i'm gonna do this and i did i like saved up for my first violin and uh yeah that was like my life for like most of my childhood and then um it was like towards the end of high school my well all through high school I um like picked up gu- guitar and a bunch of other uh like instruments in a very like casual way um mm-hmm. but like any instruments that were around me um and I wanted to like uh like learn I would I would just I would just do that and I started recording onto like my dad's like tape cassette recorder thing uh and like learning how to like layer sounds. And I would like record something onto this and then I would record it onto this like little tykes recorder. And then I would play that back and I would record that on here, like while I was playing something else. And um, yeah, so I was like an early teenager then. And it was like, this is really chaotic. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know I'm loving like layering sounds and putting things together and I love this. So I'm gonna keep doing it. And I did, I'm really glad I did. but things definitely like took a turn towards like a musical direction I did not see myself taking. Uh, yeah. When um, I I really wanted to go to school for violin, I wanted to go to like Juilliard or Berkeley or like a, a music school specifically for classical violin, and that didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm grateful mm. it didn't. Um, something something kind of like uprooted my life, and I. Wasn't really able to do college applications or like do any of the college things, really. So instead, yeah. I joined a punk band.
0: <laughs> what? No way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My first band. They were. They were very sweet. I played violin in that. Uh, so it was like a punk band on the like folkier side of things, almost. Um,
0: that is so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, it was weird. It was not a. It was not a direction I like would have seen myself taking as a kid. But like it happened, and I'm really grateful because I was very like, um, sheltered and shy, and uh, the opposite of the kind of person who would end up in the environments I'm now ending up in all the time.
0: You know what's um, so interesting about that is, what? to a degree, I personally relate to that. Where really. Well, just in the sense of like, I was relatively sheltered and shy, not to say that I couldn't function and I didn't have friends or anything like that. But like internally, it was something more that like maybe on the outside you wouldn't have known it, but I felt pretty shy and I felt like I I was, I don't know, like there were just times where I like didn't really know how to express myself or I didn't like feel comfortable just like. Being goofy old me. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until the first band that I went out on tour with where I was like, it's okay to just be yourself. You don't have to worry about what people think. Like I I had a hard time coming to grips with that. And I look back on life as being so thankful for music and community and going to shows. And I kind of was like starting by like going to like punk shows as well. Mm -hmm. And I was mostly into skateboarding and cars. So like similar adjacent, but not that, but it really wasn't until then that I felt like comfortable just being goofy and understanding that there were people like myself, if that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. So like community is what that represented to me, not to make this about me, but that's, that's interesting. That no. that happened.
1: Yeah. I'm really grateful for that time. Um, it definitely, I definitely wasn't a totally authentic person just yet. Cause I was like compensating a lot for, you know, as we all do for like the just absolute insecurity that is being a teenager, um, <laughs> yeah, the fuck. nightmare that it is. But I like, um, yeah, it, it took an unfortunate turn and I had to learn the hard way um about things like substances and what not to do with them and how not to take them and how to be careful. And I had to learn, Oh wow. Uh you know, like no like you're grown up now and you're going to have to just how to deal with this. And so um like I I am grateful for that time that I had uh like you know, living that life, but it it hit a point where I was like, shit, you know, I'm not really this was cool, this is a cool experience, but I'm not really doing the things I actually want to be doing. I'm just kind of doing this because It's what I've known for the past, I think I was like, it was like two years into being in that band that I was like, I'm going to do my own thing now. So I started my own band. Wow. Um, (laughs) Things were uh, a little more like creatively in the direction I wanted to go. Uh, At this point, this was in Austin, Texas. And um, there's a really cool scene there, of course. And uh, so I on like navigating like what do I want to be doing musically like I've got all this like random kind of half-worked knowledge in all these random instruments and it was also at that point that I was kind of hitting a point with like some substance abuse issues and I was in a really uh, toxic relationship um, and I just kind of like was like you know what If if I don't if I don't like get out of this now i don't know if i will so i got out of it
0: (laughs) holy crap so like it it wasn't just like perfect like walk in the park path for you of like the early days of like teenage years and no it was was pretty brutal i
1: mean everybody's got their own stories and backgrounds and i don't ever want to be like mine was the worst of all of them but it was pretty rough and a lot of this album that's about to come out is about specifically that like time in my life where I was everything was just like so chaotic and I didn't really have any support from like many of the people most people would rely on around that. I was just very like isolated and confused and scared and so yeah that's that's a lot of what this new album is about, but we can talk about that later.
0: People that go through that can, it's so formative and it can completely destroy your life. And like, you can get to such a dark place or you can go too far with substance or you can get into like these abusive relationships or these like toxic people. And if you don't have the, the awareness of that and if you don't do something, which is Mm -hmm. so much easier said than done, it can get rough. But then there's like the the moments where it's like, okay, I got past that. Like I acknowledge that was totally fucked, but like you do something about it. And then those can be some of the most formative years that like help mm-hmm. you define who you really are. So like, I'm always so interested when I meet people that have had those experiences because they're sometimes some of like the most level-headed, smartest, emotionally intelligent people I've ever met because they're like, oh, I've been through it all. So like- it's totally fucked, but it's crazy how much that that can shape you and, like, make you a better person yeah, coming absolutely.
1: out of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I definitely know, like, based on, like, those experiences, like, I-, I learned, like, what kinds of things to avoid in the future and what kinds of things to, like, talk about with other people and be like, hey, are you okay? Is this okay? Is everything okay? Like, I- I'm i grateful for that. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, perspective but god i'm glad it's over jesus fucking christ
0: <laughs> holy shit yeah damn so during that time in your life were you still making music throughout like so you leave yeah the so i was band. i
1: was trying i was trying and that was like with my new new band um we were still kind of playing shows um i still was talking about trying to make music but i was just so like physically ill like mm. Due to like things that were going on in my life. It was, that's really when I was like, I need to just leave, um, to get out of this. So I did. I, um, yeah, I ended up in Pittsburgh somehow, kind of a little bit on accident. Um, I told my bandmate like, Hey, I think I need to like get out of here for a little bit. Um, this is, I'm having a tough time. I want to come back. We'll see. And yeah, then I left Austin, ended up in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, Was kind of stranded, homeless there for a little bit. Uh,
0: (laughs) Oh my! You've been well again. Like this hasn't been a walk in the park. (laughs) No, no. I mean, but again, like so many,
1: so many. I had so many things going for me at the same time. Like I. Uh, I mean, not really, but just like in a matter of like privilege, like I had, I still had a lot like, like Mm. on my things that like kept me going that aren't able to keep other people going. And it's like totally worth like acknowledging, like with the being homeless thing in Pittsburgh, um, it was awful. It was cold. It was, I lived out of my car for a little bit. It was just, it was awful, but it was not nearly as long of an amount of time in my life as it is for so many people that just like get stuck in something, a situation like that and then are just immediately like written off. Yeah. Um, I was very
0: what actually <laughs> going in that. Like, how did you um, like, yeah,
1: this is going to sound like such a God complex thing. And I think I'm grateful to have hit that point in this journey, actually. <laughs> um, but Actually the concept of Kai Voss kind of kept me going because I wasn't always Kai Voss. I changed my name when I got to Pittsburgh um and was like I'm going to become this fake person. I'm going to not fake person, but I am going to invent this character and I'm going to exist as this character to get through whatever the fuck is going on now because I can't be in this body anymore. And I won't lie, that mentality has not been the healthiest thing for me to um live with all these years, however, it did absolutely like without a doubt get me through like some of the like most difficult things I've ever been through um was just being like kind of pulling myself out of my, it's just a dissociation technique really but and also a bit of a mask, but both of those things can be really helpful tools when you need them, and I think it's kind of a uh it's absolutely a coping mechanism which is what inspired my second album coping mechanisms
0: <laughs> so wow so like all of your music as Kai Voss like everything you write is like you just being like yo like this is yeah. life. like <laughs> this is like very much using life as inspiration and being extremely self-aware of crazy like, situations I guess so like, yeah. yeah
1: it's yeah, it that's, like, such a pretentious, like, I'm, I I wish there was a, a better way to, like.
0: I would say that's somehow self-aware. Have a complex.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Thank you.
0: I don't know. I mean, like, I guess, like, I, sure, like, I guess you could make that point. But to me, I'm just, like, I, I get it. I feel it. It's, like, you build this character and then, like it's not like you're lying to yourself about it or something like that. You're like, this is going to like get me through this and I can build this and I can write through this. Like I, I did an episode with uh silver spear, silver sphere. And she kind of had the same thing as like when, as an artist, like she is silver, like this is a character. And like, that's awesome. Cause it lets you, when you want to be a character and you want to write mm-hmm. as a character, awesome. And then when you want to use your own life, awesome. And it like, I don't know, if anything, it's like a wall to let you be creative without limits or like judgment, I I guess. I don't know. I I don't make music. Yeah, that was
1: (laughs) huge for me because I had never made like pop electronic music before. And so I was also like, at this time, I did still have, I had a laptop and I recorded one of my songs that's out on Spotify. It's called Bloody. That was recorded like from a car on my laptop on a headphone like earbud microphone and the other earbud was like broken it was like that's how I recorded that song um and I was really insecure about making music like that and that's like another reason it was a lot easier to be like to just like cut everyone off that I thought would judge me and just become this entirely new I like identity and entity I guess um and yeah, Kai Voss made it a lot easier to start making like kind of corny, cheesy, like '80s-inspired pop electronic beats. And I'm very confident in that style now. But like, it it was really like scary to break into. So I'm grateful to have had uh, like a mask for the beginning of it. Now it's just me. Now everybody knows me as Kai. But at the beginning of it, like I didn't fully like identify as Kai. I thought it was just gonna be like kind of more of a, like upfront and then I was still gonna be like kind of behind the Kai Voss thing. And I didn't know yet if I was gonna like have that name full time or not, or like what that was gonna look like. And then I kind of just adopted the identity as I realized like how empowering it was, um, if that makes sense, so.
0: It absolutely makes sense. That's fucking cool. And I just think, like, there is a level, like, maybe some, maybe people don't always admit it, but I think it's very scary to create something and put yourself out there. And it's so stupid because so often, also all too often, people are so supportive and like, this is amazing, whatever. But like, we're our own harshest critics. And to, to like, go against that resistance and push past and actually put something out is Mm -hmm. scary. It's vulnerable. But I think it takes whatever it takes to get to that spot. And then once you do it and keep doing it, you're just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm good. I'm more comfortable with this. We're good. But I, I, I mean, maybe part of the inspiration of this podcast is inspiring and hoping that more people will try no matter what it takes. Because imagine had you never even put something out. Like, <laughs> damn, like what if you yeah. were a little too afraid to even, to even build Kai Voss? Like, <laughs> fuck. That would have sucked. Also, other question. Were you, so you didn't go to college, but you had a laptop and a headphone mic and somehow still understood enough to put a song out. So are you relatively self-taught when it comes to production? Like, do you produce Um, everything?
1: Like for the most, uh, I mean, I produce everything. um, But like in terms of like getting started, my background with recording, like up until... I was like a solo artist and on my own was really like I recorded a really shitty EP for my band into GarageBand and I had been recording my own tracks into GarageBand for a while and like learning how to like hit record on the different tracks and that's pretty much it and then just like come up with the layers and like loops and drums and all that but it was like so bass level um because that's like all I needed at that time because I was still playing a lot of like live music and it was like easy to recreate those songs yeah. by just recording the live instruments. Um, things started getting more chaotic when it was like synthesizers and um, you know, all, all of the processing and stuff. And that was really just like 90% YouTube tutorials, uh, like hours on end of just like no watching just, Oh my God. I don't know if you've ever gone down that rabbit hole, but there are some douchey, annoying, Oh, cringy YouTubers out there, like making like the bro, the really broy ones that are just like, Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to my channel. It was just hours and hours on end of like those on 2x speed so that I could make it through them. And then it's, oh my <laughs> so God. Good. But, but once I got the basics, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I had it with podcasts because I had never opened a DAW before. So it was just basic. It was like, how do I do like a vocal compressor when you're for just speech and DSers mm-hmm. and like basic things? But the YouTube wormhole is crazy because on one side, it's the best Absolutely. education. You can search anything and you can find very specific plugin tutorials. And I'm so thankful for that. But because it's YouTube and anyone can upload it, it's either like that. It's like the the freaking super like, what's
1: up, guys? And they're, and they're making they're like, the most like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Think- it's like Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like the people that are like. So painfully slow mm-hmm. and takes so much time to let, like, <laughs> yes. And then, and then you have the other side of it where you find the one person that's like your go to, like the yes. god of tutorials. And you're just praying that they've done a video on something that you're interested in because you're like, yep. please, you're the one. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I would imagine from your story that you were telling me, did you have a moment where, like, young young you that was like recording sounds and on a tape deck violin like did you kind of have a moment like getting a computer being like wait i can do what with these sounds yes, and like kind totally. of like, like
1: i discovered audacity on like an old like what is that like lenova like or dell compute like laptop a really big chunky one it was probably like my dad's work computer or something i don't know but to just like the the first time i like really realized you could like open a project and then so easily you're just layer tracks, like that was like huge to me because I had, my sister played cello at the time. So there was a cello there. I had a violin. My other sister played viola. So there was like, like lots of instruments around the house. And I, that's kind of when I started experimenting on all those instruments because it was like, well, I have these and I have this program. I can just record an entire orchestra if I want to, like there's nothing. whole. And then I started like learning, like, using the really, like, cheesy presets on, like, an old Yamaha keyboard, Um, like, the drums, uh, that it's still just a keyboard, and it's, like, the the shittiest drum samples you could find. But actually, if I heard those now, I'd probably be like, damn, those are some sick 808s. And that happens a lot now. But um, anyway, four years ago, like, you know, it's, like, a weird progression of, like, loving something and then being like absolutely so embarrassed I ever did that and then like wow that's the coolest thing I ever did and then I'm sure it'll yeah
0: it's like the it's like the brain meme where yeah. it's like it starts and like the brain keeps expanding and the final form of it is just going absolutely. back to the other I mean my
1: friends like one of my closest friends like <laughs> kind of like collects like um like weird old electronic like keyboardy things like that and uh, yeah it's like re- like a very normal thing for people in my life to do now. And I absolutely love that. So yeah, that's how it started.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So like finding like being able to do that self-taught tons of YouTube kind of just like scratching the itch of your creativity and like going down that wormhole enough to be able to record a vocal into an iPhone or an iPod headphone, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's really cool how many people on the podcast, how many artists I've talked to that have had a similar path of like really having relatively no resource, but just being so creatively driven that they're just like, yeah, like I'll just record with whatever I've got and see what happens. And thank God that those songs get enough traction that keeps it going. I think that's like
1: a big, a big like factor for like really creatively driven people is like I don't I don't think I would have been as into violin and music if somebody had pressured me to do it and I think a lot of people who like grow up with like a really special skill or talent or perhaps like pushed a little too far with it and people who don't have the same resources but still have the same like amount of passion will like more often than not like probably have to overshoot to reach the same like accomplishments is like somebody who's kind of had it just like handed to them, which is like, I'm happy for those people. It's okay to like have resources. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I am very for those people. Um, however, I am grateful for the fact that, uh, I, I, I didn't, I felt like I was kind of the only one who was like, keeping myself going and i was the one who was having to motivate myself to like new things and um i don't know that was like a helpful thing for me i think
0: yeah no no it's i i very much i very much feel you there so did it you're in pittsburgh you're doing that but that also still feels, seems like damn like you're in your car like when did it start <laughs> to get like better like when were you just like okay cool like i can i can do this like there's enough going on. Yeah. Here. So
1: it was, it took about it seemed like a lifetime at the time. Um, and it, it's so weird looking back on that time because it was so like I dissociated so intensely into this weird entity that I like just straight up kind of blacked out a lot of that period of time. But it was in about um crazy. It was early 2018 that I like booked, I think my first show as Kai Boss. like I decided, you know what? And you know, it was actually before I had even really finished my first album, I was kind of just looking for a goal to like have music done, like music I could perform. Um, and uh, so I played my first uh Well, I played, like, a a show that I pretend didn't happen. I feel like everybody, like, has, like, at least one show, like, their first show maybe (laughs) that they're, like, yeah, that just didn't happen because it was, like, so, like, humiliating. I just didn't know what I was doing. So I had, like, one kind of, like, fumbly, really loud set to, like, a couple of people in a basement. And then a few months later, um, I came back with, like, a better, like, like, I learned from Like what I, what kind of adjustments I wanted to make to my set, and like how it would make more sense. And I ended up like on the ground, surrounded in Christmas lights, on a on a little rug with my sampler and like my mixer and some pedals and my mic and a really weird gremlin y crouch position, just singing into the microphone. And um, that's how it started. (laughs) Uh, Where was that? It was a basement um, called the Bushnell. I don't think they're called that anymore, but uh, yeah. So that was I. think maybe a year, uh, something like it. almost a year, less than a year, I think, like from getting okay. to Pittsburgh and then finally getting a job, having to flirt my way into my first apartment um, because my credit was shit and nobody would Holy accept me. Shit. And it took me so long to like find the money to put down a deposit. But like once I got that figured out and it was a nightmare, um, I just was like, if I, if I don't start trying to pursue the things I actually want to do. And if I don't start actually becoming this person that I now kind of embody, because I kind of felt at that point that like the person I was back in Austin, like kind of like died a little bit. Like that sounds really heavy, but like that, I kind of had to look at it like that to keep going. Cause it was just so heavy to just like carry that, passed with me constantly. And so as a freshly born Kai Voss, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do anything. And I started accepting every single show that I was asked to do. And at one point I was playing like a show every single week. And oh my God, that city probably was just so done with me by the time I left because I, (laughs) I really should have said no more. Um, but I, I wanted the yeah, practice still, and the experience like and yeah. And
0: yeah, it, and honestly,
1: like I don't, I, I don't think that I would have like been able to grow as quickly as I feel like I did if I wasn't like so actively like able to perform. And I'm really, really grateful for that. They were really, really kind over there. And um, yeah,
0: I think that that's like, I'm curious of what will happen with live music and artists right now, because you have so many people that have blown up just with the internet. And then especially you have last year and you have so much time of Mm -hmm. not being able to tour. But I think that artists become great when they spend a ton of time playing live. So, yeah, maybe (laughs) you played too many shows in Pittsburgh basements or whatever, but like. Though every show you play, you get that little bit better. Ba- it's like that with anything, right? Like anytime you continue to do your thing over and over again, absolutely you're going th- to be. I better. do
1: feel like though, like some artists, like I'm I'm the more I like see and learn, the more I'm learning just like how different like an artistic experience can be for different artists. Mm-hmm. And while I do a- agree kind of because I experienced that and I feel like I grew the most during that time or maybe not the most but I grew a lot during that time and I learned a lot during that time. I do feel like like especially given the last couple of years like as we've had to adjust to the internet. Like some people are probably just not going to enjoy performing out in the world and I think that that is something that we should allow them, you know, to 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 opt out of. Like I think that's totally like personally and artistically allowed, I have extreme social anxiety and if I didn't already have a background playing shows, I would be very daunting. And so the last thing I want to do personally is like make anyone feel like performing is like an absolute necessity. Because I I don't totally think that. I think it could be really helpful and you can meet cool people and get your music out there and like build your confidence. But if it's like not the thing for every artist, I I think that's okay.
0: <laughs> wow, valid. I no, I one of the one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is having conversations with so many different peoples who have different uh, backgrounds because it's so rad to learn and to hear all these different perspectives. And I love that you just like checked that idea, because like the whole time you were saying that, I was like, Holy fuck, <laughs> I mean it's she's a val- right. it's like, a totally
1: valid thing like, like to be like that's where growth happens. I, I do think that is where a lot of growth happens. I just feel like like with the technology we have at our fingertips, like there are lots of ways to like learn those skills that don't necessarily like have to be exactly what they've always been. And I hope those things continue. I don't want live music to go away by any means. um I just want it to be like, I always want it to be really accessible and yeah.
0: Yeah. Like the idea that somebody maybe would have never made music if they were like, fuck this, like I'm never going to play a live show too much social anxiety. Now, all of a sudden that person does have a chance to make a project that can live on the internet and they can be on the internet and they can have a face or not have a face and exist because you are right. Like- if that's the goal and they don't want to do a show, there's nothing stopping them from having a successful mm-hmm. career just doing that in all reality. Yeah, wow. You actually just <laughs> checked me so hard on that there because, yes, like you can learn and like you do. Like I do think that there's a ton of growth in like playing live and, you know, kind of like over mm-hmm. and over and over again doing that. But you're right. It doesn't, no, it doesn't I I not the.
1: The moral no, more of the story so is ever. that I, I don't think it has to be like any specific thing. And like growing up as like yeah. a very like technical, classical violinist kind of thing, like I was like always being told to be very by the book by teachers and very like, this is how you do this. This is how you progress. This is how you do this. If, if you want to be successful at this, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And so many times those things required money. They required, um, like, a lot more time than I was able to have because I, like, started working very early on. Like, uh, they required so many things that aren't, like, for everybody. And I think it's so cool that, like, um, music all around, um, but specifically, like, music that, like, you can your bedroom, like this, like, how it's become so much more accessible for everybody. And I, I just absolutely love that. But yeah, no, I'm definitely like coming from a very similar headspace. So don't, don't get me wrong. It's totally like valid, um, to like have brought that up. I, I I definitely used to be more on the same page. I also used to be like electronic music isn't real music. It's, it's just pressing buttons. And now it's like literally what I do. Um, so yeah, it's all just a, it's all just learning. And hang on, my headphone came unplugged because I am very Italian and wave my hands around a lot.
0: I think it really added emphasis to the point, and I thank appreciate you. the commitment. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> um, no, I, I like that though, and I think like I always say that we're kind of in this musical renaissance right now, where. Like you can be a hater and be like, oh, anyone can record anything and upload it to Spotify and music is being compromised. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. You're just like not accepting it. So to kind of further back my point to that, I think that it is a great point of like, doesn't have to be any certain way. Like, fuck it. Don't ever play a live show, like upload music all you want. So I really love your perspective on that. And it's cool that you understand both because here you are being like, yeah, it it definitely shaped me and I got better playing live, but you don't have to. That's cool. So then you no longer are in Pittsburgh. You've played a ton of shows. You became very, very comfortable writing and recording and performing electronic music. Where, like, what's that next chapter? Because you're coming into now, you said right before we started recording, you have an album coming out soon for 2022, early 2022, and that's LP2. Three. Am I wrong? Yeah. LP3. Okay. So you, you've, you've hit a stride, (laughs) you're doing the thing.
1: It really wasn't until I got to New York in July that I really started even making this album that is now almost finished, which is, doesn't seem like much time and really isn't. Um, (laughs) So I'm kind of shocked that that happened, but.
0: Yeah. It's interesting though, again, like just really just meeting you, it's interesting that a change of environment and being in a new city can sometimes inspire different music and different times and albums. Cause again, I don't write music, but in the times in my life that I've moved, I very much look at these cities that I've lived in as chapters of my life and they're all so formative and they mm-hmm. all feel so different. So I wonder if that is some of it is like, you're just in New York and then all of a sudden there's this different inspiration. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, yeah cool. It was
1: kind of like that. It's kind of like, I I like had some realizations about some stuff and um, I've been wanting to make a concept album about time traveling um, for a while,
0: (laughs) a very specific
1: kind of time traveling. Um, And so when I got, like you said, to a new city, it was like, well, this, it makes sense that I would like kind of jump into this new time in my life. And, uh, like, look back on these things that have happened and shaped me and, like, hurt me and grown me. Like, it makes sense to be in a new city and reassess those things, like, coming from the perspective of, like, me as a kid, except, like, now. Like, t- like I, I used to be like, everything is really hard right now. This is awful. But... I'm going to check in with myself in 10 years and everything's going to be okay. And it was like one day I was just like sitting here, like, oh my God, I'm in that moment. I'm in that moment now. I like, and I felt like little me, but suddenly in my New York City apartment where I make music full time, like, and that was all I ever wanted. And I made it. I made it. So we time traveled. (laughs) Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't that's make it, but so when I say make cool. it, I just mean like survived. No, I survived like, and I made it to the next chapter yeah, and we're here. It's we not, did it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that that's also such a cool, like that shows <laughs> to me that you're a real one because like making it isn't like, oh, I ball out and I have all this money. It's like, I'm doing what I want yeah. to do every day. Like that's yeah. fucking making
1: yeah. <laughs> it.
0: Damn. And I also love a good concept album. Yeah. I'm, that's cool.
1: I'm definitely a bit of a nerdy one about that and it's kind of like a constant struggle I have to like kind of I'm like constantly like I need to tone it down and then also make it way weirder at the same time it's a constant like and I don't know which way to go so I feel like everything I do is somehow like trying to be both more like subtly weird and then also like this is just kind of a weird project and I just want people to
0: know it for what it is you know I don't know yeah. And I'm so glad, too, to have an artist like yourself on the podcast, because I think all too often a fan who really, really loves what you're doing might not catch every detail. And it's so cool to have an artist be able mm-hmm. to explain that and have a space to just be like, yo, tell me about this. Because then when you go back and listen to the album, we're not back now because it'll be coming out. But like when people now... Come to listen to it. They'll be like, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> yeah, That's it. yeah.
1: That's another reason why I was like, "Yeah, I want to talk. It's time to talk again." Like, I, I don't really, I. When it comes to like social media, I'm, I want to share things, but I don't really want to share everything. I kind of want this stuff to be sought yeah. out, you know. And like, uh, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to like. Constantly broad- broadcast every little detail of the album, but like if somebody's into it, I want them to be able to like go on a little treasure hunt to like figure it out, like via things on the internet, and yes. and the story's there. It's just not. It's not like.
0: yeah it's not so in your face like welcome to my third lp concept album here's every concept and (laughs) yeah i love it when an artist is an artist i love it when there are layers to things and i love it like i my personal feeling towards social media and the state of things right now is everything is so dumbed down that like maybe we're losing quality in certain products and people don't so much take pride in their in their product because it's so quick and it's everything is happening so fast and it's just more 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 so i think like the biggest fuck you to that is putting out an extremely detailed product with care and <laughs> all these little subtleties and easter eggs so like i find it uh very encouraging and refreshing to talk to other people that have taken the time to like put real thought into a piece of work. Thank you.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, it's definitely, um, the term content creation being like coined and used regularly. I, I say it sometimes like in, without realizing like, yeah, I just got to make more like content. Like I fucking hate that word so much. Um, but at, yeah, you you get it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's like, I see how we got there. And uh, it's like, everybody is kind of just fighting to be heard. And when it's easy to make things and like, get it out there, like things become more saturated. Like, of course, there's going to be like more, like less detailed things going out there because there's a lot of like, beginners making things like me a few years ago me now a little bit still like right um yeah there's a lot of people doing it and yeah it's
0: necessary it's a necessary evil like it has to exist and it does more good than bad like here we are talking and you can make all these connections and you can get all these new people that discover your music like Mm
1: -hmm. spotify
0: algorithm connected me to you so like there is more good than bad but It's just, I think, probably a struggle for a lot of people is finding the balance between creating content and putting more content out there and creating art and having artistic integrity. (laughs) But I really, like, it, it gives me... I'm very inspired by people that still care about that because it can, it can be easy to get discouraged, at least to myself, when you see the low hanging fruit and like the things where it's like 1 million (laughs) views on this dumb thing. And you're like, perfect. Yeah, no, that's fine. All of this that I care about, (laughs) all of this Deep layers of meaning. It can and be inspir- disheartening. No, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> but I—I would say I'm more of a glass half full person, though. I, I tend to acknowledge that and understand it, but then still just stay in my lane and try to make that's cool all you can do, so. really. Um, so without giving without giving too much up on that album and like letting people still digest it, like, how do I ask that? Like, you're coming into a new album cycle. That's an exciting time for yeah. an artist. What's been um, on your mind?
1: Yeah, it's been really exciting. Truth be told. Given the, like, subject matter of the album, it it's it's definitely, like, the. I say this about every album, though. Like, I really feel like I said this about Space Cadet. I was like, people aren't going to like this. It's so dark. And then I made Coping Mechanisms, and I'm like, people aren't going to like this. It's so dark. And now I'm making this album, and it's definitely the darkest of them all. But at the end of the day, they all sound like dancey pop songs. So literally nobody even fucking knows how dark they are, probably. But... um,
0: <laughs> it's my that's, favorite super fucked up sad dark songs with the poppiest yeah, electronic to party to. music um, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I might that's use that good. if you see me using it, it yeah. after this podcast you saw if the you light bulb go that, off as I said it y'all heard it here um, first like yeah. wow that's gonna be my brand for the next 10 years isn't it yeah it is <laughs>
0: Yeah, you just said that so well. You just defined an entire genre of what I love.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, But my because of that, like many of the people who hear the songs probably won't register like how, like the deeper meanings that the songs have to me and that's totally fine. Um, But like making these songs really like destroyed me a little bit. And I'm very happy the album oh. is done because I'm grateful to have been able to make it because I wanted to make an album about that with that exact concept and about those things and get it out there. I've wanted to do that for a long time and now it's done and I can stop crying about it and make some new dancing music that's maybe a little less like specifically pointed at these horrible events that just destroyed me as a human, like sing, recording those songs and like producing them and just hearing them over and over again was just like, Oh my
0: God. Oh, Oh. And then you're like oh getting my God. the mix, right. And you're just like thinking my, about yeah. it the whole time. And you're like This synth needs to come through here more, but my yeah, God, was I sad
1: with the mix. Um, I'm yeah. very grateful that, uh, I, Actually, my partner works with me on my mixes. He does most of the mixing, actually, like all of it. And um, I just like come in and I'm like, can we hear more of this now, more of this now? Um, So yeah, post-production, the songs get sent to uh, my partner, Sam, and uh, he like levels everything. But that means that he is the one who has to hear the crying for me, like the raw vocal stems. And he's like, why do these sound so weird together? And I'm like... Oh, um, because I had to stop between takes to, like, sob for a little bit and then come back to it, and I just didn't do a good job connecting <laughs> the tracks. Sorry about that. And then I'll cry about that. Like, did you even know that that happened? Did you even know? <laughs> just, like, I just wanted to know if you wanted so to weird. hear more or less of the vocal, and I'm like, just destroy it. Just delete it. Just make it go away. And he's just trying to help and make it sound good. <laughs>
0: I love that so much. Yeah. Like the, he's a gem.
1: <laughs> I really appreciate him. Um, <sighs> yeah. Great musician. Great at mixing. That's
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> Shout wow. out to Sam. Shout Thank out. You, Sam.
0: <laughs> much love.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn. Well, okay. So then um, is it too early to have an idea of like when it's coming out? Like when should people have a, a general uh, right now? For the goal
1: it? is February. Um, this album has actually been, uh, pushed back like a couple of times, um, because it had kind of a rocky start, uh, to it for some logistical reasons, um, ended up trashing some songs, ended up adding some songs. It was originally going to be like a six track, uh, like five, actually, was it like five? It was like a five track EP or something. And, uh. Now it's eight tracks. I'm gonna call it an album because an album is easier to say than an EP, and I don't like inconsistencies in my discography. And I would rather say I have three albums out than I would say I have two albums out and an EP. So we're calling it an album. Um,
0: <laughs> hot take. I would be so down with every album. Me being too. I songs. don't
1: have. I don't have the, the attention span to listen to. A great work of art. Now, that's not to say the work of art shouldn't exist. And lots of people do like that. I just personally, I wouldn't I don't have any problem with eight track albums like
0: I hear me out. We were just talking about artistic integrity and putting a ton of detail and care into music and what your product. That doesn't mean you need to drag it out. Like, it doesn't have to be this long thing for the sake of it. As long as it's one conceptual piece and there's mm-hmm. thought and care Yeah, and meaning, absolutely. Oh, I mean,
1: like, I think if you write something and it comes out really long, hell yeah. But if you're, like, padding something with stuff that you're not sure about just to make it, like, fuller, like, you shouldn't have to do that. And that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to not do at all anymore. I'm trying to not do anything I don't want to do, and I didn't want to do that. So, <laughs> eight-track album.
0: I'm so in for that. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's good. <laughs> what about uh, like as you have played shows and and tour? Have you have you toured? Yeah. Or so played I haven't. I
1: haven't. The only shows I've played post like quarantine, all of that uh, is I just went on yeah. tour with Beach Bunny for a week. And
0: okay. Yeah.
1: So it, that was pretty weird. My last show before. The global shutdown was at a venue in Pittsburgh to maybe 50 or 60 people. And then the next show I played two years later was opening for Beach Bunny in Richmond, Virginia to like a couple hundred people. And that was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I was ready for this. Now I feel ready. But it was a scary jump back into things. But it was really cool. So
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. So you think once this album comes out, like, will you do a little bit of touring on it ideally? Um, I'm actually already
1: booked to tour with Beach Bunny again in 2022. So yeah, I'm just happy to, to have the opportunity to tour a little bit more, even just as an opening act. And that's, that's going to be fun.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. And like, I guess to conclude this, In hearing your story, like by all means, like you had a crazy one. But if somebody listens to this and they relate and they're like, yo, me too, like shit was rough, but I have this passion and this thing and I just have this feeling I need to do it. What is your advice to that person that relates to that so, so much?
1: Oh, this is going to sound so corny and not tangible and doable. And When I was in that place, like, the last thing I wanted was somebody to, like, spout off some, like, Pinterest quotes at me. Like, you got this, champ. Like, that's not the energy I want to have about this. However, like, the biggest thing I would say to do is really to just do it um, and take it step by step. kind of map out what it is you're you want to do and you want to be and you want to embody and you want to make and everything about it. I mean, I made a physical mood board for like <laughs> what like the colors and like or lack thereof or <laughs> the like um just general world that I wanted to live in and like make and like how did i get there what happens in this world like what are we doing here and then just like step by step just like making it real and sometimes that's really hard sometimes that's like selling something to buy a sampler or a piece of equipment and that sucks but like if you look at it just like as a small like step by step thing or just put it put it in put it in whatever reality like you live in and wherever you're at at the time and just have a lot of compassion for yourself and know that like everybody starts somewhere and the only way to do it is to just do it and know that like people are excited that you're doing it and people will be excited and you got this.
0: Hang in there. The the like the super <laughs> yeah. cliche office nevertheless she believed or something like that.
1: Like
0: no, but I, I do I hear what you're saying and I, I like that and I think about your story of like being in the car and kind of inventing Kai Voss of like you had to just do it. And like that point where you're like the most afraid, like you can run away from it, but then that never would have happened so thank God that you did just like step by step do it. And like, my God, did you make sacrifices? But like you did it and now you're this far.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty shocked that I made it this far. And if I did it, lots of people can do it. Like so many people I've had many, many very kind, sweet messages from people that have this attitude that I'm just like, I can tell that you can do this. You can do this. Like, I really believe that so many people could just do this. Um, it's just something you have to decide to do and then kind of just hone in on it. So
0: no, that's sick. That's awesome. Um, anywhere people should specifically look for you. Obviously your music is everywhere, can find you on socials, but anything else to um, specifically look at? I've got a
1: website with some merch up on it, Kyvos.com, Um, And that'll also take you to all my links on all the platforms. Yeah, I'll be talking more about this album and like coming talking about the release date as that information makes itself known. I, I think that's it.
0: No, that's awesome. And I'll specifically say on the line of merch: when you buy a merch from an independent artist, it is very, very much different, and that is like the direct <laughs> fuel is. that keeps things going. So I have I have seen <laughs> the side of that, and I know that. So that's awesome. And I've actually Thank seen you. some of your merch; it's pretty sick. So. Great shout out. Glad you said that. (laughs) Dope. Well, thank you so much. Like truly it's an honor. It's so cool for me to connect with artists that I genuinely love listening to. So thank you for being down. Hopefully we can look back at this episode as this perfect little moment in time, right before the album was coming out and you were in New York and, We can look back and be like, yo, that was just the beginning. Things (laughs) got so much crazier. So I always love just capturing these moments. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. It's been cool to talk about this stuff. So I appreciate it.
0: So there you go. Kai Voss's story. I hope you liked that one. If you related and you liked her story, definitely make sure to go check her music out as an independent artist any stream any merch you purchase is directly helping them and i really want to see her do well so go check all of that out if you like the podcast i ask the same thing every week but it's because it's so helpful share this with a friend tell anyone you know about it word of mouth is the most helpful way for this to grow if you want to support the podcast you can also go to patreon.com slash where are all my friends and support there but really just telling your friends about it is something that's so incredibly helpful, totally free. So go listen to some Kai Voss, tell your friends about where are all my friends, and I'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you as always for listening.